Rob, user interface is really important. Oh, UI. It's so important. <laughs> oh, oh, UI. UX, user experience. Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, anyways. Anyway, in an update from uh, last week, I am feeling much better. Yay! Woot! Um, I, well, did anything Several help? things happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Um, several things happened. I mean, first of all, we had uh, the Hinge Ensemble uh, come and do a concert and then recording session. And I think, you know, there has been a lot of stress associated with that, mostly because the funding situation with our student org has been just um, weird, not not ideal. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, <laughs> those that know, they know, if you know, you know. Um, and of course we are not the only ones in the school of music where it has been absolutely not ideal. Um, so I think there was a lot of stress with that. I, as soon as that recording session was done on Saturday, it was just like a huge weight was lifted. Nice. Um, I, I got to do some writing on Sunday, which was nice. But also, Jamie, I t- I kind of like took uh, your advice of like, you know, they don't need to know where I am. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Uh, w- was it you that said email is for my convenience, not their convenience? Mm, I don't remember. All right, I think that was. That's not really I think that was Kate. That that yeah. was Kate then. Um. You know, or or having having like having your having the phone. Yes, is for yeah. your convenience, not oh. uh, not their convenience. I like yes, that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, exactly. So, on my phone and iPad, I removed my school email. Yes, hundred percent support so... this decision. <laughs> it's been so good. Yeah, like. You know, usually I'd wake up and the first thing you see is like 10 emails that came in overnight or something. And then you just start taking care of them. Yep. And then by the, you know, and it's like now I wake up and there's nothing on my phone and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I don't check. I don't check the school email until I get to work when I actually pull my laptop out. Is that why you've been sending me more TikToks in the morning than in the evening now? (laughs) Jeez. Um, I feel like you started sending them at like 6 a.m. one morning and I I was like, (laughs) in a weird turn of events from last year, I was actually awake and looking at this going like, (laughs) what is he doing? I think that was that might have been on uh, Saturday morning because I had to like I had to wake up super early to get to this to mm. get to school um, to set like get mics and everything and and set up and uh, na- as always when I have something to do early I always wake up way before I need to mm-hmm. like the you know FOMO um, <laughs> it, it it drives my sleep schedule in those moments fear of missing out yep um, oh I'm not confused I'm just thinking about like. The days it's easiest for me to get up is when I, there's something for me to look forward to, but I don't really think about it as FOMO. So I was just like thinking about your application of the word. Mm. I think it's just it's it's more like fear. It's just there, fear. There it is. 
fear of fear of missing it, fear of missing fear. something, fear of sleeping late, fear of the you know. For me. So, yeah. So uh, anyway, so I've I've just kind of like, um, you know, and the the writing I did on Sunday was it was it was not long, it was not involved, but it was something. Yeah. It was like something, not nothing. Something, not nothing. This is this is my, uh, Kate and my kind of mantra for the year. Something, not nothing. I like it. You know, like mm-hmm. prog, basically progress. Yep. Um. So, anyway, feeling very much lighter, and uh, and now you know, next week we've got a uh, deco ensemble coming, and that's just going to be fun. There's like no stress involved with that. Yeah. Um. So, they are so excited, by the way. Yeah, I just I mean, saw Sarah in the hall this morning, and yeah, they're all they're all obviously uh, rehearsals have been going and whatnot, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I think honestly, Jake is probably more stressed about remembering if your children have any kind of food allergy. <laughs> I think we've, that's... we've we've been yeah. There, there's a text thread with all four adults on it. <laughs> Um, so well, okay, I miss them. I miss them profoundly. Like I see you every day. I haven't seen Jake and Sarah since mid December. I feel like I know. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Well, that's been my yeah. day. <laughs> Aren't you yeah. asking the questions tonight too? I am. I am. But I'm. I was excited. Oh man, we're in for it. To hear your update. Fasten your seatbelts. Honestly, everything that we've been talking about kind of leans right into what I want to talk about tonight. Um, not everything we've talked Sweet. about. Your update. Your update is fantastic. People are going to think this is scripted. No, they're not. Aren't, well, well they're not. okay. Put it this way: they all know me well enough to know that. I don't plan things that well. I am really <laughs> great at leaning into the. Oh look, that just happened of it all. <laughs> so, Synergy. No, we're like we're using hashtags of everything here. FOMO, which originated on I don't know, probably Instagram. And uh and all sorts of other linguistics that we have now stolen from social media areas that we were not the target audience for. What? We're too old. Sorry, y'all. We are not Gen Z. Half the shit that we use in language now on social media was not built for us. <laughs> no. We built this city and then they actually made it interesting. <laughs> we we specifically they was specifically built to keep away from us, I think. Like, <laughs> mm. Anyways, so my theme of the night is how we tell our story on social media. Because we have three people who behave very, very differently on social media. And I don't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> really? This? As per usual, as per usual, there is a uh, we're, we're on a spectrum and I think I'm still in the middle. I think you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you know what? Well, I guess I guess depending on what we're measuring. Yeah. I might be in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. I um. So I have a pretty calculated way of using social media that seems laid back. Although I've been off, I have not been sharing on Facebook and Instagram. I've been off Twitter almost entirely. I'm still there just to see the spiral go. God, I bailed out. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind out. of, 
I'm kind of media obsessed. I, I like watching things crash and burn and, and like seeing what effects it has on everything else. Um, so yeah, I still get, actually, I get way more notifications. Like the day Musk took over, I got twice as many notifications and they have not slowed down. Hmm. But um, but I never actually like click on them. I never go to them. And the the direction it's taken me is fascinating because I'm getting notifications about stuff I never indicated interest in, like Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhour, Ritten. What what was the kid's name that like walked around with the semi at a protest? Oh, as an anti protester. I got notifications about his posts. Y'all know me. That is not, that is not my area. So what I like to do is look at all of the shit show from a distance and say, how is the, A, how is the algorithm changing? B, what is my place in all of this? And how do we keep adapting as composers to stay visible and relevant to the communities that we want to? (laughs) <laughs> without getting mired in that shit show over there. Um, yeah. So so I've also heard stories of like composers who purposely ask their teachers how to network and tell their story and get visible to specific kinds of ensembles. And their teachers are like, oh, I don't know. You'll figure it out. And that's hmm. definitely not our vibe. And so yeah. I just thought it would be kind of interesting tonight. I don't have like specific written questions but i wanted to explore this topic of like how do we approach social media in 2023 how has your opinion on this changed like when we were just joining facebook did you think you would be using it professionally and how has it how has it adapted how has it changed and honestly like what is your relationship with it now, Rob? We all know how much you hate it. So honestly, like there's two ways to look at this. You are either the end of the spectrum that hates it. And I can't always do it, but I do love looking at this whole thing under a microscope. Or you can look at it from the perspective of that would make you and I extremes and Andrew in the middle. Or we can look at it from the perspective of, yes, he's doing his Muppet dance, everybody. Um, (laughs) Muppet arms. Um, or we can look at this from the perspective of Andrew shares absolutely everything with almost no filter. It's true. It's yep. true. And mine is really cultivated. This. 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 <laughs> this. 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 No. <laughs> um, or we can look at it from the perspective of. Yes, no, that, that is it. That is it. I got a little derailed there. Andrew shares absolutely everything, and I like almost extremely cultivated sharing to the point where I know yeah. some of the percentages of like 70, 20, 10, this is how I share for brand, for yeah. supporting colleagues, for doing calls to action. And so there are a couple of different ways we can look at this. And I just thought, you know, we have really strong opinions about this and we also don't care about guarding them the way that some of that older generation that won't tell their students how to network does it right so all that being said rob how you feeling about social media lately <laughs> this is gonna send all I of mean, us back into like a hole <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no right. more composing for a month <laughs> so all right 
as a consumer of social media, um, my favorite. You're I, ravenous. I'm, okay, these are the things that I'm on. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm off Twitter. Are there any others that I'm forgetting? Not I mean, for our generation. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, actually, not for us. Like, actually, LinkedIn is making a huge comeback. And like, not. <laughs> I know. I knew that reaction would occur. And I'm actually considering creating a strategy for it because it's become relevant again because it's it's work life boundaries you share on linkedin in a way that you wouldn't share on facebook because great aunt sue is not going to know what you're talking about either way hey i got so i the, the uh, questions mm-hmm. upon questions that's apparently what this episode is uh do all of us have a linkedin profile mhm um i once did i think <laughs> i still do but i have no access to it <laughs> I, I mean I, I'm so. pretty sure I had uh I'm pretty sure that I may have had a LinkedIn profile before any of you. Oh uh, yeah, you definitely did, and it was like the nerd thing to do. That's see, okay. That 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 vibes. I'm pretty sure that I had a LinkedIn profile when I was a doctoral student only because I worked for the um career development center. Like that was my part time job. Ah. So and that's that's actually why I joined Twitter as well was because I had to like do like do certain things and figure certain things out with these like social media uh networks as part of my job and then you know Twitter just it was what it was for a while um okay so I guess I'm uh, I'm primarily on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok what are the things I spend the most time on? TikTok, without a doubt. Yes. But I don't I don't really do it as I blame a, Jamie. Well, I I blame Jamie too. <laughs> we were drunk that one night and you kept sending me texts of TikToks. And I was like, all right already, I'll just get on. It it's so it's such fun. a pain in the ass. It's such a pain in the ass to look at this in a browser. Um Yeah. Yep. So um, I'm, I mean, I'm starting to like actually as as you are, Jamie, I'm starting to actually use it as a as a as a place to share stuff. And um, but I, I am very, very specific about what I'm willing to put on TikTok. And it's really only uh, Eurorack synthesizer videos. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it because that, that is your thing. And Garrett Schumann is mostly like. An old moog. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so anyway, like that's that's what I'm sharing there. Instagram is a, I would say a little bit of everything. There's definitely some like life stuff, kids stuff, um, professional stuff every once in a while. Facebook has turned into just about only professional stuff. Mm. Um, I share very, very little, um, and I, and I honestly don't really look at it that much either. Um, so I was, I was off of it for like two full years, Mm -hmm. um, because it, I had created some, I think, unhealthy habits of viewing and I would like, I would get on the computer and I would just cycle, I would cycle Mm -hmm. email, Facebook, MSN. 
email Facebook MSN, email Facebook mm-hmm. MSN, like over and over and over again. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Nothing has changed. So I got off of it. And I think when coming, like the pandemic pulled me back on because there was someone who was like, oh, the concert's going to be on Facebook Live. God damn it. <laughs> like, I got to get back on this bullshit just to watch a concert, to feel connected to my, you know, community. Fuck. So, um, so I got back on, but my strategy in getting back on is my feed is very, very cultivated. Mm. Like when I, when I started to get back on Facebook, people would, people would friend me and I basically had the idea, okay, I'll just say yes to anyone. I don't care because I know I'm not going to overshare on this. So I don't care who's looking at it. Yep. Mm. Um, and uh, but I also wanted to make sure I was only looking at the stuff that I wanted to see and not just random ass anyone. Mm. So for about 95 percent of the people who have friended me, I've unfollowed. Like I really, really only see the inner circle and their posts. And and that's you know, I mean, that's what's been able to keep it not tempting to create unhealthy habits again because there's barely anything on it that I want to see. I mean, I see all of Andrew's posts. See, see, um, I, this is why I'm smiling because I'm one <laughs> this away from being booted out of the inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> you're close. You're close. <laughs> I think if your tinfoil hat just... friend comes back, you'd, you'd, you'd be booted out. Like, your conspiracy yeah. theory friend, like... He was he was dangerous to interact with, and I was like, nope, nope, keep the kids away, dear Man. college students, do not interact with this person. Create some interesting situations, though. Uh, you were saying, Rob, sorry. So, um, so yeah, I think like, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to. I I love the Instagram uh, stories feature that can only go out to your close friends. Mm. I sometimes use that. Like, that's the only time I will really post anything that is somewhat negative, um, you know, or something that's bothering me or, or whatever. Because, you know, we're fucking millennials. We know that if we post anything that's somewhat ambiguous, sad, depressing, whatever, it's just going to be a shitstorm that you don't want to deal with. It's just like, I just want to express an emotion to like the 10 people that I feel like I would like them to know about it, but they also know not to like, you know, oh my God, are you okay? Oh my God, sending you, sending you good vibes. And it's just like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Like, I don't want any of that crap. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like there recently uh, on there are a couple, you know, there there have been a couple posts recently about um, some, uh, you know, some bad things happening. And I'm also seeing people on there that I know that are like, oh, my God, sending you good vibes. And I'm like, sending you, sending you this and that. And I was like, this is the, like, this is what made me get off of it. It mm-hmm. is so unbelievably Fake, and I mean even even if performative, there's the word. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's just so performative, and it's like this isn't real, yep. you know. So, so anyway, um, I mean none of it's real, 
But I, it's, every time I, I hear that word now, like it's such a good word to describe most of social media because I mean, like some of us yeah. literally cultivate it to be somewhat performative, but I can't hear that word anymore mm. without thinking about Andrew's sister screaming it in the car. <laughs> in a rainstorm this past spring <laughs> when we got the burnout bomb email that I've mentioned now a couple of times in, in our recent episodes, we were with Allie and her husband, Ben, mm. and I read it to her from my watch. My notification popped up on my watch and I saw the first like sentence or two and I knew it was bad. And mm. I started reading it to her, just like to her and obviously Andrew was in the car and he was explosive about it, which made me nervous. But we were also in a fucking downpour. This was the most dangerous road conditions I had driven on in a while. And I was on, the only one in the car that wasn't on an anxiety medication. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and so I am having an adrenaline response to this. I am having, like, I got cold all over. My heart is rushing. My, like, I am freaking out in the driver's seat. Um to the email, not to the road conditions. And Allie just goes, this is such performative bullshit. <laughs> and I feel like she just channeled your mother so well in that moment that I will never hear the word performative again without thinking oh. about, yeah, yeah, <laughs> about my darling that, little sister. That is what, that, yes, that definitely, I think the genetics, uh, the genetic lineage was clear. Uh, the only thing that could have made it stronger is if you know she had also said something like you know they should have had some self-control because that was another <laughs> thing my mom was <laughs> like have some self-control okay yes because there, i cannot tell you the number of times i have logged on to something and starting to type something out some bullshit that uh, was uh -huh. bothering me like rein it in and then i just delete it and i deleted <laughs> yeah. it you know it was always, like, wait, should I, should I be posting this? No. The, if, the, if the question ever creeps in, the answer is always no. Like, yeah. because I, one of the, like, you guys remember, right before I got off, I had posted this thing that I was super proud of, this, uh, this like, listening list, and it created this whole shitstorm with oh, all of the... problematic. <laughs> yes. And it, I was like... Done. I'm done. Fuck this bullshit. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It doesn't have to be public. Right. Anyway. Right. And that was like, that was another one of those situations where you couldn't have won either way. There were people saying you no. had not enough diversity. There were people saying like, you forgot Morton Subotnik. <laughs> okay. You need to sit down. How, how, how dare I forget Morton Subotnik and his silver apples of the moon. I don't even know why Morton Subotnik jumped into my head. That's definitely not who people were complaining about you leaving because off. Because Silver Apples no. Moon. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't it know. would have been. They, they were complaining that I, I didn't have like Ned Roram or something. Yeah. You know. Anyway, but oh. but the I, I guess the the point is you you asked me like what is my relationship with social media now? It's like I try to. I really, really only try to put the professional face on it, and um, any, any, really anything that is personal, other than, other than like my kids and and family stuff, because, you know, they're <clears throat> we Kate's family is large, and um, 
you know, it is a it is a way to still connect with the the outer reaches of the family. But other than family stuff, it is almost entirely professional and trying to be positive, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also I I would also say like when when stuff happens, you know, like stuff in the world happens, uh, like for instance, um, you know, it com- uh, like a well known composer just died, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there have been a lot of posts, and you're like, oh my god, and I don't know who she, uh, like I didn't know her music, I didn't really know who she was, I have no connection to it, and the people that are sad about it, it's like, you yes, okay, yes. be sad, feel, but I have nothing that, yeah. to add mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to add to this, and and it, and to do anything to me would feel performative. So I just don't right. do it. Yeah, you know. And the mm-hmm. same is tr- like that's music specific, but like the same is true with almost any world event. It's like I have nothing to add to this. Yeah. So I'm just not. Yeah. Our my, me sharing a link about a story is not going to be the thing that reaches you know one person on my list. Th- this is everywhere. This. Hey, we all we all got an agenda. I, I got mine. I got mine. So you're, What's yours? You're the to to sum up Andrew's agenda agenda, it would be this. <laughs> so it is. For, but come on, Andrew, tell us your agenda. For no, for anyone for anyone uninitiated to my Facebook feed, um, <laughs> I would say ninety nine percent of all of my posts are public. Mm-hmm. I I have almost no private posts. That's a huge change from how I how I like when I started Facebook, it was locked down tight as a drum. I only wanted to interact with an inner circle and I like I started it my senior year of college. We both did. Ooh. Yeah. And yeah, and it was one of these things where it was it had Juni- come around for a while. Yeah, we both Jun- junior year over here. We yeah. both purposely waited till senior year because we didn't want the distraction. But at this point where we were like, oh, like a lot of our network is going to be scattered, yeah. losing yeah. their email addresses. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is a really good way to keep in touch with that one violinist we want to work for, whoever, who is now a dental hygienist. I'm sorry to say. Well, yep. Actually, it's really funny because I was thinking about a clarinetist friend of ours who mm-hmm. is was in that same category, who is also a dental hygienist. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it pays but, the bills. So, amen. So uh, here's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. So, uh, so initially, I had I had started with this very very closed off community that I was thinking about cultivating, um, and and this was back when you could still throw sheep at people, right? That this was right that that the, the heyday of Facebook, um, poking, so, which never uh, felt appropriate. Uh, the the. And I, I had, a, I had this all like card cataloged because I am who I am. Like I had a category. Oh, this is a performer. This is a composer. I had geographic area where I met them, where they first came into my life. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen. That doesn't happen anymore. Everything I do, uh, with incredibly few exceptions, is public. I, I use this as a public facing me, um, and. Most of the stuff that I have on there, I try and limit any kind of call to action, especially about myself. 
um, I, I tend to like to promote a lot of stuff of other people's uh, or, or um, amplify this or that going on around me uh and that's that's what and and sometimes a lot of times i won't give my own personal context uh there there are especially as if you look back through my feed i have gotten less and less and less of my opinion on the things that i share with very few exceptions mm. it's it's just a place for me to share if we could just have like one that post a week <laughs> instead of three it in would ten go, minutes. No, no, no. He's it, saying no, 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 instead no. of just all this is, you need oh, one gotcha. that. Gotcha, could gotcha. we? Could we have a that? Could we have a the other thing? You know, I mean. You know, <laughs> Variety, that's Andrew. Need. That's so, what you need, Andrew. Like some of the thises include exclamation points and some are in all caps. <laughs> 70, 20, 10. This, that, the other thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love a couple years ago. I, man, was it? The, all of our students, all of our comp students were at a concert together, all sitting in the same row, and we couldn't be there. And they were sharing this posts of the selfies down the row, but then the next person would share a pic, like a screen grab of the selfie of the, this with another, it was very this. recursive. I it love was, the meta of it all. Yes. It was too much. That's when you know that you are probably having the wrong effect on your students. <laughs> if they're only getting the, Perhaps. this is they, not the they've, content. They've probably taken the wrong content from you as a teacher. <laughs> So, um, if, oh, where was I going to go with this? Well, you're going to say your own relationship to social media. Yeah. yeah oh, Jamie's not going to, no, no. Yeah, yes. no, I will. Yay. I mean, because, because this has been, now every time I see the word this, I'm getting very like finicky. Um, <laughs> it's your fault. Notice she didn't point it necessarily either one of us <laughs> just let that let that rest i mean it's your the... fault but it's probably my fault for also somehow <laughs> I, I i was pointing that way that's to andrew on my screen never well, mind never exactly mind. well on my screen you're pointing off the computer so oh, okay all right all right um my current relationship is facebook stresses me out instagram yeah Instagram almost, like, I almost ended it with Instagram last year because mm. one Sacrilege. or both of them. What? One or both of them always have somebody who's waiting for something from me. And instead of understanding mm. the boundary of this is social media time, I'm here to promote my colleagues or I'm here to share something my students are doing. It was like a tattletale on when I had free time and I instantly got messages after every single post, which is why I've honestly been gone for so long. Yeah, that time is yeah. not free. That's not appropriate. And I'm really sorry to say it in a way that sounds like I'm chastising someone, but I'm chastising people for this. That's not how I manage my relationship with other people to in, to have an enduring good relationship with them. If you've given me anxiety, that says something about our collaboration. <laughs> 
And so, uh, you know, I had a lot of overdue shit last year and I had a lot of projects that started off manageable and then through almost no agreement of my own, they bloomed out of control. Two minute projects for a reduced ensemble became six minute projects for a full ensemble. Hey, and you know, then, I'm going to use I'm going to use university Senate speak here. We're talking about workload creep. Every time I hear workload creep, I'm like, that's Lonnie over in uh, services, <laughs> you know, facilities. <laughs> I'm kidding. There is no Lonnie. And if there was, I'd probably just adore him. Um, is, the... that, is that what describes grad studies for me? I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. I probably. <laughs> so the reason, I've, the reason I've gotten on TikTok, love it. And mm. now actively participate with my own face in it. Like all of my videos are just me talking at the screen. I posted two today. <laughs> and I saw at least one. You, well, you didn't see the one that I finally got uploaded. I'm having internet problems here today, but I finally got one uploaded um, about jelly beans and treadmills um, right before we started. <laughs> Was that about like uh, uh, you're setting up um, uh, setting up routines and how the routines should no. like? No, oh, that no, was this was a, this okay. was a different one. I called Andrew at like I don't know five o'clock, right? And he said, "Hey, what are you doing?" I said, "Oh, you know, eating jelly beans on the treadmill." <laughs> that I, I there is not a more Jamie Lee Sampson <laughs> statement that could ever be made. I, I mean, had an idea. I literally... that I had... <laughs> what? I, I, I literally. <laughs> I am not. I am not editing that out. <laughs> I had an idea. I and literally I needed no, to share no, it. No, I'm no, going. No. <laughs> Go. I saw a TikTok about that earlier, where this woman was like, you know, I was, I th- this year, I like my thing was I'm gonna exercise, but I've got to find a way to make me like it. You know, oh my so God. I started, so I started drinking on the treadmill. I haven't missed a workout this whole year. <laughs> no, no, my that's issue, very similar. It is really similar, but my issue was, I ran six miles yesterday without enough food in the house to combat what happened afterwards. Yeah. I was starving. I made Cherie make the biggest pot of popcorn i've ever seen because i don't know how to make popcorn in this house because the microwave burns everything so i got stressed out about making it so (laughs) so she was still here she flew back this morning i was gonna say it it would have been hilarious if like sheree (laughs) came back just for this could you fly home from san francisco please i don't know how to make popcorn (laughs) i'm I'm sorry I need help. <laughs> no, there's like a specific pot and a bunch of measurements, and I got scared of them, so I just have waited for five weeks for popcorn. <laughs> okay, remember when I said it was the most Jamie Lee Sampson thing? Okay, maybe that was the most Jamie Lee Sampson. <laughs> okay, all right. So, I'm so scared without... of the microwave. <laughs> it's scary. It's really fucking hot. <laughs> um, without having enough food in the house. After my run, I had a low-carb dinner. Dumb idea, but it was leftovers. And I had something else that I don't remember. Maybe it was a protein shake or something like that, but I was still starving. So this morning I woke up and I had an enormous breakfast. And then I went to lunch and had an enormous lunch. And then I got home from work and I didn't stop eating long enough to work out. So the jelly beans came to the treadmill with me. (laughs) 
That was the TikTok. Yep. That was it. But anyways, like But you're using TikTok with your face, with your with you. Yeah. You are on TikTok. Well, here's the thing. When I when it was just you and Garrett and I that were on there, and my friend Elise and my friend Ma, like there's the there's enough of us that I like knew people, but the trademarked new music community was not all integrated yet when we became friends. Mm-hmm. Last week or the week before, they found me. Dun, dun, dun. She was his cousin. Um. <laughs> this, this Big Bang Theory reference brought to you by. Um, yeah, no, one person, one person from Trademark New Music Twitter followed me. And all of a sudden, all of my suggestions were this new music person, that new music person, this ensemble. And I was like, no, 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 no. TikTok is where I come to be happy. This is about yes. comedy. This is about comedy and fart jokes and uh, intermittent fasting and uh, intuitive eating. This is about following and- good nutritionists and people who run slowly and girls who do nothing apparently except clean their apartment day after day. This is what I'm here <laughs> for. <laughs> not the fucking new music thing. It's not. Which, which, honest, which honestly is why I haven't done anything anything about what i do as a composer i'm Mm -hmm. only putting the synth stuff on there because it's just like hey this is silly and it's fun right now and it's just like i i don't i don't want to rejoin new new music social media yeah you know yeah it it kind of freaked me out and i was like i'm not sure i'm ready for all of you so there's a couple been a couple people that followed me that i didn't follow back and i'm i probably will just to support them but at the same time i'm like this is not what I'm here for. I am here for, I'm a composer. We are alive. This is for general public. This is what I'm doing. Yes. I am up for, let's talk. There's a huge creative community there, but it's like people who design stickers who are also my people. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about creativity on, a, on that type of level. And that type of thing is really engaging to me right now. But the, the, reason i have had such a strong strategy and just fucking broke it last year was social media tattletaling on my breathing room like the the time that i was using to connect with people because we're still not out of a pandemic and we are still in a tiny town that i still feel isolated in is like what it's come down to i've started now i've been away from fredonia for six weeks um I've started to miss aspects of the town, but I think being stuck there all pandemic, hey, it kept us safe. Yay. Woohoo. Whatever. Um, it was not okay for me to be in a small town for two years, almost straight. And then the only trips we took to leave were for work. The I I'm pretty sure this has come up once, twice, or thrice on the podcast. But uh, you know the 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 true the true benchmark, the high watermark of the pandemic and isolation in our our house at Fredonia was when <laughs> to have some kind of change and excitement, uh, the two of us switched offices. <laughs> that that was that yeah. was the the move from one side of the house to the other on the same floor. <laughs> I did. I came out of my office one day and I said, "I am going to start literally pulling the boards off the walls if I am stuck in here for one more day." 
And he went, cool, let's switch offices. You'll get the afternoon sun. I did. I used the sun as bait. <laughs> as bait. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, social yeah. media and I have had a, con- a tempestuous relationship as of late. But TikTok has been my solace. And now I'm, I'm a little bit worried mm-hmm. about the invading thing the 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 business side or invading the social here's and i've i've tried to like when that stuff does come into my feed and you know it's it's usually pretty easy to recognize it's like flip 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 don't don't let the algorithm know yeah that that i should be watching this but I'm not flip right past it. So yeah. that like the what the watch uh, duration on that particular content is kept lower and it stays out of my for you page. Yep. Yeah. If I, I want it, I'll go to following. I realized I was watching a lot of like I accidentally got onto mom TikTok <clears throat> because I was watching a lot of parenting videos because I find so much overlap between parenting and teaching. Like no, it's it's true. It's, like yeah. it's true. authoritative it's true. teaching is the same set of parameters. Or it, it, okay, I'm not gonna say same because I don't like. <laughs> I'm not saying parenting is teaching. I'm not seeing teaching as parenting. However, authoritative parenting, the healthy kind where it's high support, high expectation, expectation. is this same set of parameters whether you are parenting or you are teaching. And so there's a lot of it I ended up listening to about, you know, gentle parenting and all this stuff. And I suddenly realized I'd like wandered down the path to mom talk. (laughs) And I was like, I need to turn around. I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I do not (laughs) want to talk about labor stories. Thank you. Thank you. How do I I get out of this? Like, (laughs) I have reached the cul-de-sac. How the (laughs) fuck do I get out of here? I will listen to my best friend's labor stories because I support them. I think they are all wonderful and important. However, that is not how I'm spending my time on TikTok. Just like. <laughs> I'm not spending Note my time networking. Note the word best friend. Note the word best friend, not complete stranger. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So um, Best friend stories welcome. Strangers keep out. <laughs> scrolling past. Scrolling past. Fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Flip, flip, flip. (laughs) So my other story is like, or my other question is, and and I had a group of students asking me this this afternoon, like, do we have to be on social media to make our careers work? Mm. Because they're all Gen Z. They're solidly Gen Z. It's awesome and terrifying. (laughs) And they all hate it. And I've talked about like, To a degree, it's sort of required, but to some extent, you get to a point where your networking does not have to happen there. And where where are you starting to make decisions? Because we're now all 10-ish, 12-ish years past our graduation dates, which is about where, you know, the networking we've been doing for 10 years should have paid off. It should be a support system, not just networking trademark ski fest that's not what we're talking about when we say networking we're talking about burning through relationships we're talking about the community we've built around our music your music our the creative adjective our um you know we've built that to the point where do we still need to be on social media to make the connections because i'll tell you 
Social media is not helping adjective the business. 2019, Mm. I kept track of stats and viewership on our Facebook posts went to pitiful in like January of 2019. And I watched it happen and it didn't matter how much I posted. It didn't matter how much we shared it. Views tanked. So we started doing other things Mm. and we're okay. We're still, we're doing more sales than we were that year. So we're doing okay. But like, how does your personal storytelling change if you decide to get off social media? Do you feel like you still need it 12 years in, which is my, my point right now? Andrew, you're what, nine years past graduation? You were 14? Yes. Rob, what's yours? 10. 10. 10 years. Really? 2013 is when I graduated. Yeah. Uh, Rob and I should have graduated the same year. Okay. My brain just froze. I thought I said 10. I'm me, slow at I'm life. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <clears throat> um. Okay. So that whole, like, do we need to be on social media to have a career uh, question that, you know, uh, like the students are coming up with. I mean, <clears throat> I think like almost anything, if you treat it as a tool, which is what it is, if you treat it as a tool, then it is a tool within your tool belt. If it is your only tool, you will fail. Yep. 1000% you will fail. Um, you're not going to make meaningful connections only on social media. You're not only going to have a career because of social media. Like, and I feel like I've had many students come through relatively recently that are, they want to find like the secret sauce. They want to find like the golden ticket. This is what's going to make me, um, successful. And those of us who have, who are, you know, been in it for a while, we know there is no such thing as a golden ticket. There are, you know, 20 very rusty, dirty pennies (laughs) that you have to keep in your pocket at all times. This analogy, this analogy right here. I don't know if this is working, but I'm going to keep going with it. (laughs) Lean in, lean in. Lean lean in. But you, we all know that it's just an aspect of what we do to make our careers work. And is it a, like, is it half of what we do? Absolutely not. Like it, I don't know. It's not half of what I do. I mean, I, I, I think it's, you know, I, I put as much effort into it. As I do, and I see about the same result come out of it, and I'm okay with that right now. You know, I th- I think you know uh, when we were when we when we did the 419 festival, you and Evan were really on me about like you know you got to be on social media, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that, and I was like, no, I hate it, I don't want to be on it. <laughs> and now that I'm now that I'm back on, and I'm giving it, I'm giving it what I expect to get out of it. Which is very little. ROI. Which is, I I will admit, it's very little. But a couple times, it has come through in a way that has been beneficial to me 
and um, hopefully beneficial to the other, you know, the other parties involved. So it's like, uh, Andrew, I, I'm I'm kind of like you in the like in the sharing of other things. Like I I would like to, you know, especially help the other the other adjective people, you know, like. I was I was just thinking about this while you know while you were talking. Um, my parents, when they were probably our age, probably had about a quarter of the number of friends that we do, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe even less. And now, are you, you know, talking and, and, acquaintances or or act like friend friends? Yeah. Actual yeah. friend, yeah. actual friends. friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like I look at you know how many are of us an adjective like twenty, nineteen. There are 19 in the collective. There are 21 in adjective, if you include the, yeah. the, yeah. the folks that are publishing. Yeah. Yeah. So no way. No way. Like we, <laughs> as a generation, we have way more people that we have invested uh, like time and energy of our life in. And um, I'm still invested in like, you know, trying to support those people in in whatever way I can. Usually that's not on social media. That's mm. in a hmm. private conversation with a performer that like yeah. oh you know what? You you have a treble choir? You know who uh, you know who has a has a treble choir piece with string quartet that I really like and I I enjoy her music a lot? Here. Let me let me tell you about that person right now. You know, I have no idea what you're are... talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. I actually I saw Dominique in the hall yesterday, and I I I talked I talked about it with her. Um, but like, though, I feel like those are mostly the ways in which I support my friends and also you know support my own career is in person because i know it makes a lasting impact as opposed to a post that maybe someone saw maybe they didn't if they liked it it's like that is the least amount of energy you can put out in the world is clicking a button oh, on yeah. like i know i i sound like i'm fucking 80 years old right now no, i don't, you don't care. because remember <laughs> like, when like invites were a relatively new thing on facebook and people would be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm supporting you by the sheep. saying I'm going." But <laughs> and then, then the, they don't show up. But the audience doesn't like that. Doesn't translate to butts and seats at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still, uh, so t- to get back to the like students, do do I need to be on social media to make my career work? I mean, yeah, probably. But is it is it what is going to make your career work? Absolutely not. Love but it. it is in the recipe. It's in the recipe. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like I'm like jotting down just random, seemingly random things that that may have a 20, connection to 20, what we're doing. Twenty here. rusty pennies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's what kicked it all off, Rob. It kicked it all off. Um. So, so if I'm thinking about this question, Jamie, I'm thinking if I if I peel it back i would i would argue that as a composer leave it there it's not gonna heal (laughs) no he's talking about an onion okay (laughs) 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 or or a very thick soup that has a a skin on on the top (laughs) um 
<laughs> I I would say that a composer absolutely has to be social. Now, mm. now, to what extent? That's that that's a that's a season to taste to to keep the culinary metaphor going, right? Uh, how, how social you are depends on you know what your what your oh Rob McClure what what you got coming. <laughs> You you got a spice with your heart. <laughs> oh, you you cannot just, you cannot spice by measuring. You got a spice with your heart. Yeah, measure with your heart. Measure, measure with your heart. You got got to feel it. Well, it's it's but specifically true. about spices. Yes. The, well, that's what that's what my favorite um, nutritionist says on TikTok. She's like garlic salt, onion, uh, dried onion, season with your heart, <laughs> measure with your heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go to a composer that no one uh, or, or many people do not like, and some people Ooh. adore, oh, and no. and maybe folks shouldn't like or adore. But uh, let's talk about Wagner just very quickly. And I thought you were gonna someone throw someone under the bus who was alive. No, no do you? I know was me? begging you not to, as the person who's about to promote <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Thank no, you no. for not doing that. Uh, uh, Wagner <laughs> did not do anything to help his career in terms of of his kind of personality, but uh, his his yeah. his social networking, shall we say, is what got him the things that that he got as as this egomaniac. Uh, who cultivated a following of sorts, right? That's that's how and why that music sorts of ex- sort of exists. I see skepticism. I see skepticism. So what you're so what what you're teaching students by saying this is you can be a fucking douchebag, <laughs> but if you know how to network, you'll be just fine. Well, I don't know if it's just fine. I think we know fine. several examples that proves that it, that's Oh, true. of course we do. I, I don't <laughs> I hope it's changing because all of us know they're douchebags. Well, here's all the thing. Us. Here's the thing. In the in the long run, whether or not this strategy actually plays out in any kind of meaningful way, we don't necessarily have control of that. In fact, I was just reading sure. uh, the the Rand Corporation um, uh, study that 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 talks about how we cultivate audiences and gives different types of strategies. Because in Where Jamie being away from Fredonia, good reading. <laughs> it, in Jamie being away from Fredonia, I have inherited, shall we say, some of her coursework, and so I am I am just keeping ahead of the students as, as far as because you know I am work I am, load creep. I am I am doing uh, signed by his wife. That right? This is so good. Um, I, I am. Uh, this is not something that I usually do on a daily basis with our business. I, I Jamie has a lot more invested in that particular area of study. And so I basically let her do a lot of the marketing campaigns, that type of strategy, the audience cultivation. Uh, I am basically like customer service production. That that's that's sort of where I fall in the adjective side of things. Um, and I like and, how you said you let her do that. Did I that that was a mistake I will be paying for. She, <laughs> no, you won't. She, your dad she once does slipped it. once and said that in front of your mother, and I think her explosion covers all of us. 
She does it so you don't have to because you have neither the skills nor the inclination. <laughs> well, you know, the the inclination is gradually coming in because it's just one of these things where I, I find it fascinating. I'm, I'm reading this study talking about cultivating audience growth and the strategy behind it. Um, whether or not whether or not this strategy kind of plays out in the long run for people, that's that's beyond our control. And the only thing that we can focus on in terms of the strategy that we we build and execute is the things that are in our that are in our control. And that's one of the things that, you know, this this kind of study encourages us to focus on. Um, and and to look at the things that that are directly in our purview that we can put out into the world that we have control over. We don't have control over how people react to this necessarily, but we have control over what it is we put out there and how we frame it. And if we are happy, satisfied, whatever with that that we put out, we must also then be ready for the consequences, good and bad, that come along with that decision to be social. And I come back to this as a composer, we do not create in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Not really. If if we are doing our art and our art is being heard, there is an aspect of community engagement and socialization. That's, I think, the thing that's, that's important to convey and communicate. So whether it be digital, whether it's social media, whether or not it's teaching better networking or better, better rehearsal technique for young composers, holy crap, there's a... There's a how-to that's incredibly important. Um, a how Next to not piss off your performers. <laughs> how that, not to piss off your performers. It's it's and and we all do it or have done it. Let's be honest. Let's let's be honest. Whether this, or not we've <laughs> this weekend with uh, the Hinge Ensemble reminded me that I need to update. <laughs> Uh, all the all the new students who, like I I need to keep like putting it in the cycle because it's like didn't I just teach that oh uh-huh. shit that was four years ago yep <laughs> yep and I yep. have a guest ensemble coming to interlock in next week and you better believe on Thursday I'm gonna be like okay I've seen you all rehearse now rehearse your performers let's have a roundup conversation on what we do and do not say when our performers are on stage about 25 minutes before. Our performance. I will say, mm-hmm. I will say, I was, I was, I gave a couple of my um, composers that were that had their pieces being read. I gave, I gave a couple of them like, all right, here's some, uh, you know, here's some do's and don'ts, and they performed admirably. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it was, it was good. it's just like, oh shit, I gotta, you know, I should really do that for everyone. <laughs> Yep. But but we also, you know, as as teachers and and, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, like in new situations, we're not going to know. Right. There, there's that innocence, ignorance, arrogance kind of kind of cycle. Right. We're all innocent about plenty of things. The first time we get into a situation that we've never even blueprinted for, we are just like a baby fawn just having been born you know all legs and no brain I, what, what this is we have no experience to back us up um hey don't don't you dare with the 20 pennies don't you dare <laughs> i can't I feel like you might until... be describing something else um all legs the, and no brain all legs and no brain oh, uh, it's just that's that's my that's my strategy right there uh this um 
it's something to to very much keep in mind that uh, if we're talking that that parenting kind of thing, high support, high expectation. Well, if we have that high expectation for our young composers to be to be uh, uh, conversant in a social atmosphere in the realm of our industry, of our craft, whatever, uh, we need to also be willing to kind of say, oh yeah, 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 here's, here's a thing that you probably don't know yet, um, some, some helpful hints as to, as to how to proceed, and this maybe gets us back on, and previous generations maybe keeping some of that a closely guarded secret. <laughs> It, where where some teachers, some pedagogical styles, just n- no, you you figure that out on your own. These are my performers. These are my connections. You need to forge. You, you need to put in your dues, and you need to forge your own experiences and your own relationships. And part of me kind of understands that because we're not training our students for the jobs we have, because those those jobs aren't going to be their jobs. Yeah, but we're also not competitive with our students. But that that's the other side. Yeah. It's, it's the social integration. Y- mm-hmm. You can you can teach your students how to be social and that's one of the reasons why I'm on social media and why I accept all the friends that are willing to friend me and why all my posts are public because I look to this as modeling a social media behavior that I would like the rest of the world to kind of in in uh, 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 how do I want to say this? I I would love it if more people were just genuinely nice to this. each other and genuinely supportive uh, without being performative. And you know, yeah. if you pay very close attention to my feed, you shouldn't get a huge hint of my opinions about things, but I also don't lavish people with compliments they don't deserve, in my opinion. You you do have you do have a brand. It's not that you have oh, a vague God. brand. Like <laughs> it's just that you instead of doing 70, 20, 10, you do no calls to action. You do 80 to 90 percent branding that's not like well okay well when you say call to action what what are what are you what do you because maybe some of our listeners aren't aren't hip with call yeah to let's action. go over the the 70, 70 20, 20 10. 10 yeah so 70, we, we've 20, mentioned 10, it a couple times 70 20 10 is a is a marketing planning technique specifically geared towards social media where 70 percent of your content is general branding for the organization or the artist. So for me, this is like everybody who has seen my pre-2022 <laughs> posts knows that I am a runner. I have cats. I'm married to another composer. I am Hi. a composer. Right. That That is all like general branding. It lets you know my sense of humor through these posts. It lets you know who I am as a human being, not just the other what we're going to get to 20 percent is cross-pollinization sharing like-minded brands or likes people in your community um obviously it benefits me to share what other adjective members are doing not to a greater extent than telling people who i am but to an extent to show like these are the other people I am connected to. This is, these people have meaning to me. Jake and Sarah 
and deco ensemble have meaning to me. They also perform my works. Now, this does a great service to both organizations, both sets of artists. If we're looking at this, the 20% should be getting your audience to engage with me and getting my audience to engage with you. Rob, you tagged us in a post today. This is sort of where I got this. It was Andrew being a chipmunk last week. Hey. <laughs> I was deleting pictures off my phone and then I saw that I was like, I didn't post this. How did I not post this? So so the chipmunk post got me several new followers on Instagram. And I have not been posting regularly. But you have tagged no me. You tagged no me. Yeah. And that brings your audience to me and my audience to you. And that's the way that 20% right. is supposed to work. It's like Taylor Swift and Harry Styles be sh- being shoved into the same arena all the time marketing-wise. Mm-hmm. Who's the Who's the Harry Styles in this situation? We're not doing this. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow, Rob. Thanks. Because <laughs> you know who. Well, anyway. <clears throat> and the ten percent. And the ten percent. Ten percent is the call to action. It's the please buy my scores. Please buy my book. Listen to my music. Buy a ticket. Give a donation. Those are the things we hate doing anyways. As composers, most of us hate to self-promote, but it's the thing that should happen least often anyways. Okay, so yeah. so now with that with that defined, I will wholeheartedly, nearly 100% agree to say that uh, my, my 10% call to action is maybe in the decimal points for personal calls. I mm-hmm. will say I do probably have around 10% call to action, but it's never a call to action for me or just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably something that I can't really, um, w- when I was, I can't escape my upbringing, shall we say, because when I was a young teacher teaching martial arts, not uh, this was before the, the music teaching, um, one of the things that that we did as a staff at the school where I taught was we never accepted individual compliments about our teaching at face value with parents. As parents interacted with us, if we got an individual compliment about our teaching, we would find a way to genuinely divert or distribute that compliment throughout the staff so that we're not just accepting full credit for the class that we taught or the interaction with the child. So if I walked up to you as a parent and said, Johnny loves taking your class specifically, Mm -hmm. what would you respond with? I I would be talking about, um, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure working with Johnny. And one of the things that I really love about the staff here is that we've been trained to... mm, and mm, mm-hmm. I take the focus off myself and I spread it to the institution, the other people that are on staff, again, in a way that is genuine. N- none of this should be performative and none of this should be, I think it's very easy to see through that. Um, but if, yeah. you genuinely, if you genuinely feel this way and spread the wealth of that compliment around, it's really interesting to see how the sense of greater community evolves it, you you tighten a community around not just you but around the collective the organization that like, you represent i feel like you do a gr- great job at that when we're in situations 
where it calls for it. Here is my gripe as your business partner, not oh, your here wife. Here we go. Here we go. Here, I'm, Rob's got a gripe too. So they're lining up, folks. You, they're lining up. They're you gripes. are a multi generational entrepreneur. This predates the karate school. Your grandfather was a shoemaker. His father was a shoemaker. I don't even know how far back it goes. You and I are the third generation of entrepreneurs that work together as a couple in your family. Your grandparents ran a shop together that made shoes. Your parents ran a farm services company. And you and I are musicians. It's entirely different. And here's my thing. When you disperse and we don't make money because of it. <laughs> <laughs> like the 10%. I see a flaw in the, the plan. <laughs> 10% is there to to push you to do the networking that is impactful but uncomfortable. And that impactfulness, when we miss out on that, just for you and I, like you, even even when we have big opportunities, the opportunity that is now a month that we've, we've been discussing this for a month, we still can't announce it. We'll tell you all soon. I will not stop singing it from the rooftops as soon as it's this, you know, paperwork is signed. But like your first instinct was to say, I want this opportunity for everyone but me. And that, that, that was, yes, that I can And that is harmful that well. to your growth as an artist. <laughs> you have shit to say. Other than this. So. <laughs> totally agree with what Jamie is saying right now. As someone who is a very good friend of yours and have and has watched from a, like, not afar, but has watched. I love this. Um, from afar. You it's need, better to keep you far away. <laughs> you need to learn when someone gives you that compliment. Oh, Johnny loves, like. They love being in your theory class or they blah, blah, blah. Or from like from a first person, like I, I love having you as a teacher. You need like you can still disperse, but you and I feel like I have come to terms with the, Hang on. Don't say anything. I have come <laughs> to terms with this for myself. You just need that. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, I've I've that's started, it. I've started doing that more first. I've st- yeah. And I mean, honestly, there's there's a lot of things about you being second degree black belt, Andrew. I'm uncomfortable. Why are we talking about me? Well, well, you brought this on yourself. I know I said I want to be social, but I'm an introvert at heart. Remember, I don't actually want to be social. I know, but that that karate side of your brain does directly combat sometimes. And I'm not being punny, but that works. It directly. I enjoyed it. Combats. <laughs> exactly. If only this were a visual medium, you would see Rob McClure's fantastic karate chop. <laughs> mm. Yep. Hoya. Anyway. It it's it's working against a couple of aspects of your life, and I support and love that you grew up there, while also recognizing that it's not the same discipline that we're in artistically. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So Rob and I are going to start counting the- your Facebook posts and doing a breakdown of how awful your 70 20 10 is. Oh. <laughs> and that one call to action is not for other people. 
that if you say buy tickets for my friend Rob's show, that is part of the 20%, my dude. <laughs> it is not part of your 10%. What's up, my guy? But it is a call to action. No, no, it is <laughs> it nope, is promoting another all. artist. It's not. Yeah. <sighs> We've had uh, an intervention well, we, this we, evening. We, I was going to say, we solved <laughs> my <laughs> problems. <laughs> there was, oh my God. Oh, so this is what I was going to talk about. Um, You know, a composer who, and I, like, I only watch from afar and I, I feel like this is doing her good. I don't know for a fact. Um, But uh, this previous weekend I was scrolling on Instagram and I was looking at the stories and I saw one of my students reposted a story from my friend Hillary Purrington. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. Hillary, now Hillary, I sent her a message with a screenshot of of uh, my students' post, and I was like, "This is very surreal, seeing <laughs> my friend who I know and she knows. Her name is Sam Wise to me. Hmm. For like, it's a it's a deep weird story why we call Hillary Purrington Sam Wise." But it's really weird that my students keep reposting your, like, Instagram reels. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like, oh, you know, she, she was like, oh, I'm so glad, you know, it's reaching. And I was like, I know, of course. But I feel like she has, in a certain way, in terms of, like, social media, she's hit on something with yeah. new music that uh, is – connecting i mean it's simultaneously about her and not about her yeah you know like a lot of a lot of her videos are like um are lip sync videos to other audio but then in the comments if you choose to read down it is really about her and her process and everything so Mm -hmm. it's like the initial post grabs you because it, it it is uh like her and I mean her lip sync technique is fucking on point. <laughs> um and and Hillary I believe is a is a you know uh alumni of the podcast. I yes. can't remember the episode at, at this point. But her lip syncing is really good. She chooses really good content for composers and and musicians specifically. But then as you read down it's like oh shit there's there's a real story here. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she's really cracked the code of uh of social media in many ways at least for for her yeah she's cracked her personal code of social media and um and i i mean she and i were uh she and i chatted uh, uh a few months ago for for other reasons but i mean god damn am i like as like she and i entered uh rice at the same time i was a doctoral student she was an undergrad and god damn i am am i like as that kind of like older brother figure that we became to hillary and and uh jenny dirks like god damn i am so proud of them you know (laughs) for like for every everything they're doing right now and like they're they're really using the medium in a impactful way for themselves i feel like I don't know. It, it is getting out there, you know. I think impactful, so anyway. impactful, positive, and 
uh, with a degree of depth that I think the the yeah. the secret sauce again for them seems to be they've hit on a genuine thread that resonates with yes. with their community at a frequency that seems to and again this is social media so all we get is the facade of course unless you drill deeper into whatever the comments are or what have you but no, uh, some people have no facade it's fine <laughs> there there is there is a genuine sympathetic resonance there that you know i um i only know hillary digitally i think and i'm pretty sure i yeah. know hillary via you rob and and connecting through the podcast listening to hillary's music a little bit more enjoying what i've heard there and then following like with the with you know the rest of the muggle so to speak mm-hmm. um and <laughs> yeah those reels i can't help but smile Every time I see one of them, it, ju- it just, it She's brings, so good. it <laughs> brings a degree of joy to my day. And that's, yeah. I think that is, uh, a very, very successful. I go back and yeah. forth on the, like, you know, when, when we've talked about this before, but when Andrew and I were first starting out in Toledo, as like trying to build that as a home base, we had a saying to get us away from Netflix for the night. And that was, we need to be seen as a positive impact on our community, as having a positive impact on our community. And yes. for that, we need to be seen and we need to be positive. And I've since, like, I've backtracked a bit because I don't think we always need to be positive on social media. There is heavy stuff we need to talk about. There is um, there is no shame in hiding the difficult parts of life. There right. is such a thing is shifting your whole brand to a specific tenor. I am okay with talking about deep and dark things. I don't want anybody to think that my personality is only snark. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of snark. That may, that if we're talking about a different 70-20-10, it might be 70% It's 70% snark. snark. <laughs> hey, everybody's got a skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 20% blind golden retriever friendliness 20% and it's 10% sit down don't touch me and listen to what i have to say in that tone of voice and and i am 100% okay with that with that combination mm. i i think yeah. i think yes and i i agree a lot with everything you've just said although i will say that with the positive side of things I actually never, and this is going to sound weird coming from me, because everybody's always, one of the comments I always get when people first meet me is how very positive I am, um, how, how what, what, a, what a nice person I am. Um, most of the time, I suppose, uh, but the thing with the, with the, you have to be seen and you have to be positive, I never thought about the positive being kind of a superficial like candy canes and rainbows like that's like i'm at this yeah. i'm at this new music concert mm-hmm. and everything is candy canes and rainbows because it's not that's not the way this works mm-hmm. however in the moment is what you're about to say or is what you're about to contribute or is your mere presence going to create a positive effect on the the proceedings sometimes that positive effect has to be tactful criticism 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes the positive effect has to be witty banter. Sometimes <laughs> the positive effect has to be shut the hell up because you're not you're not going to contribute in a positive exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean I I don't and that's and that's where I think people can miss the mark mm-hmm. and where it can start to feel disingenuous because no, everything is not candy canes and rainbows for dinner. That that, but you can still be a curmudgeon and have a positive influence on your community. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at Rob. So, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hence the hence the reason I weigh in so little when it comes to like you know uh, other things. It's like like I have nothing positive to contribute to this, so I'm just yeah. gonna shut the fuck up. You know, which you don't need my negativity right now. Exactly. In itself, that is is a net positive. Yes. Yes. I could drag us down or I could say (laughs) nothing. And, you know, it the the conversation would rise. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So my opinion on on do you have to be on it or do you have to can you can you evacuate to safety from oh, social shit, media. Oh shit, that was the question? <laughs> Sorry for that. Yeah. Was the, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I got us right back to it though. Um, I think it depends on the phase of career that you're in. Mm. I agree with a lot of what mm. both of you have said. But your visibility in the early stages of your career I think currently depends on being visible on platforms that constantly remind you that composers exist, and uh, well, and, yeah, but and I don't. I don't think either of us were saying that you. I don't think either of us were saying that you shouldn't be on it. No, um, well, no. But you shouldn't. Uh, what I was saying is, you shouldn't look to it as the golden ticket. It's not going to solve all your problems, but I you do. should still be on it. I do think there are composers who could leave and be totally fine. And there there are some that have. But well. I, but I think that also speaks to your 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 thought on it, you got to you got to get out there. You got to get into the community. Mm-hmm. And one of the easy, I don't know, it's not easy, but a, a way, a convenient way at the moment to get seen is through these social media platforms, I think. And yep. so I'm I'm pretty sure that most of the composers who would be just fine without social media have cultivated a community. Already. That that now has that thing we were talking about where we share stuff and, and we mm-hmm. bring our communities to each other. Well, that that organic growth is so much faster when you have communities surrounding you or knowing that you exist already mm-hmm. so that you can leave that social media platform and, and maybe still have contact with these people and the ripple from you having been there still is working its way out into the greater sphere. Yeah. Did I misinterpret? It's like, it's like the goal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I look at some I look at some people and I was like the goal is to be posted about not to post. Hmm. You know, <laughs> you want you want the community posting about you, not you posting about yourself. Mm. Um so like people that you're talking about that have totally left, it's like well yeah, they're they're still on it even though they're not doing the work. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. 
Jennifer Higdon is the one that like immediately comes to mind for me. She's there and she's wonderful and she is positive and she does have a positive effect on people around her. But she does that. God, I love her posts. (laughs) She does that whether you're seeing her in person or you're seeing a post of hers on social media. You know, she owns her own copyrights. 90% of of gross income goes straight to profits. It's it's not maybe 90%. It's a little generous because they are now a fairly large organization. But, um, you know, that's one of those things where, like, she is proof that you can do this as a kind person with minimal social media because you, she has built such an incredible network around her. And I don't think... She would ever have to get on social media again to continue the career that she's having. Right. I I think this is such a great person to talk about in this way, too, because and and I I could be saying this completely out of turn, but from the outside looking in, um, she has cultivated, I think, very successful and significant relationships with young performers. And this is the thing that I think some some young uh, composers kind of miss out on. They're they're always looking up. They're always I want to I want to commission the top. I want to be there. And perhaps what they don't take a moment to kind of telescope out and see are like who are these ensembles like commissioning? Like who? Who's it's a lot up? of the right. It's it's a lot a lot of the the young up and coming fantastic ensembles they're commissioning the old guard composers and for me i've been really really interested in looking at who are who are some young performers who are very hungry for activities and collaborations and let's collaborate let's let's do let's let's look at who's coming up mhm so so what one thing uh you know this this just occurred to me as, as we were talking you know um i i will say that you know doing doing the podcast for as many years as as we have done it and and as i have been the primary host of it um i totally have used this to my advantage yeah you know with as like is your talking right. <laughs> Well, but and we but strongly encourage. Is, <laughs> Keep going. But I have totally used this to my advantage with meeting the composers that I want to meet because we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have a platform, we have something to offer. It's not a huge something to offer, but it is something to offer. And what we offer is, I think, um, as a collective and as as the podcast is we offer something genuine you know we offer like we're not just hunting the biggest names in the world we if we're talking to you we we let you have our attention music (laughs) yes we love your music and we want to talk to you about it and we want to like offer you a, a genuine connection that genuine connection um has has truly helped you know me and also my students like i have yeah. a student right now he's he's a master student and he is like for his uh, for his comprehensive exams he has to choose you know several pieces 
off of uh, you know off of the listening list that I give them, and many of those pieces on the listening list are former podcast people yep. because mm-hmm. a we have a like first person document research for these yep. wildly new pieces where it might not be written about, <laughs> it might not be out there in the literature. But there is this thing that you can go to from the composer themselves. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, he he like chose some pieces and we looked over them and I was like, oh, well, you know, you've got a you've got a ton of orchestral stuff in here. Maybe we'll let's diversify a little bit. And I was like, have you heard this piece by Matthew Evan Taylor? And, you know. Have you have you heard this piece? And he was like, no. Or well, it, like I I don't think it came, like the grad students have a you know a shorter list because they're only here two years. But right. no. Well, may, hey, check it out. And you know, like he's alive, and he's like only you know a couple. You know, he's in within my generation. Hey, let me l- let me just send him a message on Instagram and see if he'll send us the score because I didn't have it. And Matthew got back to me within like twenty minutes and said, yeah, here it is. That's yep. like, oh, well, this here, here's the score for my student who wants to learn about this music, wants to dig in deep for their comprehensive exams. This is how to do it. You know, make meaningful connections. And I'm sorry, but liking someone's post on social media is not going to do it. You yeah. have to put in the work. Whether it's like, you know, being in being visible for years and like being a being a like supporter and a uh an amplifier of that person or or whatever or actually like spending time with them matthew and i we spent a total of an hour and a half together and that has formed a relationship that has lasted years beyond that you know i had him as a guest uh, like a virtual guest to OU during the pandemic and he shared his music with our with our students and it was fucking awesome <laughs> and we have like you know gone back and forth on Instagram and we're just in it, like we don't know each other okay but and yet we still yet, do know each other right there you know there is a because, connection mm-hmm. right because we we shared that like in-depth genuine hour and a half together that that's that's sometimes enough if if you really put in the effort with with people and this could be a composer this could be with ensembles this could be with anyone that you're trying to share a moment with for instance recently um the uh Jack and Zoe Johnstone in Columbus Ohio they mm-hmm. are like they are huge huge supporters of new music in central ohio they have been so, so good to me recently. Like, I was in on a commission with the Uccelli Ensemble. I got, uh, I, through a call for, you know, call for submissions, I got the Unheard of Ensemble Commission. They helped when uh, the funding sources with Hinge Ensemble kind of fell through. They stepped in and helped fund the Hinge Ensemble to come to OU. Aww. Yes, they are amazing people and I love them um, <laughs> because of their co- absolute commitment to, to new music. But if I was just some dude on the street that was like, oh, I liked a couple of their posts, would I get that? No, it's because Jack and Zoe came down to Athens and we, mm-hmm. w- we had like 
two hours together where we had coffee. Uh, we, you know, we were talking about, I was, I was just trying to bring a project that I was not involved in down to Athens that they did. The pandemic totally bulldozed it. But the point is we spent that time together and pre and after that we've spent more time together face to face. Yeah. Now that did start as kind of only a social media thing. But then it developed into a, a, like a personal relationship. So going way, way back to the first question, it's like, yeah, you have to be on it, but you have to do more. Like it's just one aspect of the entire career portfolio. It's true. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for answering my questions. I got to go. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.